You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. Hayes County, San Marcos, Texas, the rest of the world. You are listening to We the People here on a Friday night. You got Rob Rourke, your host, with you. This is the 18th of November, 2023. Yes, it is really, really hot out there again for another day. And if your grass is anything like what I see all over the place around town. It is parched. Unless, of course, you are the county. Or Texas State. Hmm. Are we going to turn into the grass police around here? Well, we are in the middle of a drought. We're going from stage three to stage four. We're going to be talking to you about that. Got some fresh data from the city on our water usage. What is going to be the effects of going to the next stage and all sorts of other great stuff. But we're also going to be talking the second half of the show tonight about the budget. Oh, yes. And all sorts of other silly things that we do along the way in the role of government that causes those budgets to be up. And you know what? Are we going to really do something about it? I hope so. This is We the People. This is Rob Burke, your host. This is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you, folks. Marcus, get ready for the fifth annual Triple Threat Summer of Hell fundraising event. No, get ready for that Summer of Hell, San Marcos. We are in the middle of that. It is hot as hell out there. Oh, we're somewhere 104, 105. Who cares, folks? No, how many days is it until, oh, say like the 1st of October? That's when we're finally going to be out of this, all right? But, you know, there is a, ooh, somewhere out on the horizon there, we we got to give these weathermen news, okay? We got about a 20 or 30% chance early next week of possibly the high moving off to the north, the uh, low coming in off the Gulf, and maybe we may have that thing that the magicians out here in the weather office call rain, you know? But until then, man. There's restrictions going on, okay? And currently on those restrictions, we are in currently stage three here in the city of San Marcos, 
All right. And those restrictions say that you can only you know, you can only use your sprinklers one day out of the week at the most. All right. And uh, that is only if you have approval and all sorts of, you know, red tape and everything else. OK. And the rest of us, well, everyone has to you can water by hand. You can do that anytime during the day. Hey, it doesn't really make sense to do it in the afternoon, but they will allow you to do the watering by hand in the afternoons, okay? But there is all sorts of restrictions going on. Well, we had a whole bunch of people, you know, we're, we're right down the street, and we saw this going on here with the county. At the old county courthouse, yes, they cut down trees and they put in new grass yep right in the middle of the summertime now we knew this was coming all right but you put in new grass right in the middle of summertime and you put in sprinkler systems and you have to check out those sprinkler systems okay so you know that means that sprinkler is going to be going out and a little bit of water runoff just a little bit running down into the streets and this is all going on you know at the end you know sometime in the middle of july okay when we are telling everyone and sending messages out from the city of san marcos that guys you are going into these stage threes and you have got to conserve water. Okay, so those went in on June 27th. Six weeks later, we are now looking at it. I got an update today from the city of San Marcos. There is a good chance, if even with any rain, but even if we do not get a good significant rain event, there is a good chance that we're going to be going into stage four. Okay, restrictions here in the city of San Marcos. And I said, okay, so what does that mean? You know, what's going to trigger a stage four? Okay, you know, it's like that, uh, you know, after 9-11, right? We had the yellow, the red, you know, what does that all mean? Well, somebody could get on a, you know, somebody could shoot somebody. Okay, you know, what do these things mean? And, you know, there's always a point. And so I asked the question, are there any planned changes to take us to stage four? What would that trigger be? Answer from the city, yes, it is likely that we will enter stage four soon. Stage four is implemented when any of the following conditions occur. 10-day aquifer level less than 630 feet above um, mean sea level. 10-day discharge rate of San Marcos Springs is below 55 CFS. Okay. 10-day discharge rate of Comal Springs is below 100 CFS or is otherwise determined by the director of SMTX Utilities. What are the fines if residents and businesses do not adhere to the restrictions? Criminal penalties can be no less than $100 or more than $2,000 per violation per day. 
Civil penalties can be up to $1,000 per violation per day. Now, this is straight from the city, folks. And what is the city policy with regards to watering public parks and grass areas? The same rules apply to everyone in city limits unless they are using an alternative water source or have an approved variance. My last question to the city. Does Hayes County and Texas State University get their water from the city of San Marcos? The answer from the city, yes. Texas State University also has their own ground and surface water supplies and use reclaimed water. Okay, so why am I starting you off deep in the woods on this stuff? Because we talked about, you know, folks across the street, you know, I, I see everybody worried about what's going on with the county with this little bit, just little bit, folks, of grass and, and water. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put it out there bluntly. It was pretty stupid for them not to pull the plug on this at one point or another or to put out a new press release. Because what I have from the county says, construction schedule, subject to change. And I got this in May. June 2023, landscaping demolition work begins. All sidewalk inside a courthouse grounds will be removed and replaced. Sidewalks and outside perimeter will be repaired and replaced as needed. Ground preparations for new landscaping. Okay. July 2023. Palisades, Zoysa Sod, Asiatic Jasmine, Indian Hawthorn, Indian Princess Dwarf, Yuppin, Holly, and Red Spider Lily planted. Expected completed date mid-July. August through September 2023. Heavy watering of sod and plants. No activities on the courthouse grounds until September 16th. Now that I've added that emphasis in is my own. Because September 16th is when we're supposed to have over 500 people uh, on the courthouse lawn uh, for Hispanic Heritage uh, Month. Uh, there is a walk, uh, a celebration that is going to be going, um, is going to be coming up at MLK and uh, going to be having uh, a whole bunch of people. So somewhere in here, there's a timetable. Somewhere in here is a budget. All right, so if you change things, okay, so people have to get all of this plan. They have to have everything in place. Somebody has to go out and buy and to have this on contract for the soys grass, right? Everything had to be ready. And it's usually going to take a couple months beforehand. So if you break a contract, you know, the, the contractor is, is going to get held with this, right? And contractors don't have deep pockets, folks. I'm sorry for the most part. These are the, the smaller guys. But this is business. And you've got to keep these things in mind. So they could have somewhere down the pike either put a hold on this or talked about this in commissioner's court, put something out in the paper. They could have gone ahead of this. Hey, they could have made this into a, hey, 
we're experiencing drought just like the rest of us. We know that Blue Hole is, uh, which is on the Trinity Aquifer, okay, but, you know, the Blue Hole is drying up. We realize that we've got wildfire dangers here in the county, and water is a resource, okay? I was down at the Blanco River today, folks, but, you know, it's just puddles here and there. San Marcos River is barely flowing when you get down to Martindale. All the land between here and uh, going down to Martindale area, please, I, I hope that we do not have any fires coming off of I-35 going down along the river down to the uh, south of town. I hope that we don't have anything going on out towards Martindale, out in those areas in the grasslands and the fields. And, you know, it's going to be, it's it's not good, folks. So we go and decide... July, we're going to keep going along with this. Now, I get it. I know that there's a reason why that we probably did this, but there again, that you can always at least talk about this. So, this week, am, am I going after Hayes County as the bad boy? No. But there's optics. And this is where there's that separation between government and us. Us is we the people. That's you and I. That's the working class. That is the payers, the taxpayers. That is those that are the small businessmen. That is anyone. But there's a commonality here. And each and every one of us have rights. Yes, we can vote. We have that power we got some other rights. I'm going to talk about those way at the end of the show. But I want you to think about that as we go through the segments of the show tonight. We're going to start you off on water. We're going to come on back and talk about the university next. And we're going to be talking about how you, whether you want government to take care of these issues for you. It's kind of a, a takeoff from last week's show, and go listen to it on the podcast if you didn't catch it. But we talked about how things can be used out there, and you got to be careful. And water. Something as simple as either your grass is brown, or your grass is green. And they didn't grow separate. Nobody had better grass than anybody else. Somebody was watering. Now, is it your neighbor? you going to be the Karen? Are you going to pull out a shotgun? I don't know in Texas. But it is going to be water wars, folks. And rain will come. The floods will come, and neighbors are still going to be neighbors. But that also includes your governmental neighbors. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, Sam Marcus, Texas. This is We the People here on the 18th of August 2023. Yes, this is your host, Rob Burke, and this is... 
a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We're going to be right back with you. KZSM.org would like to thank Truth and Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Redbud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles, and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, Reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921. How many roads must a man walk down before they call him a man? Listen, speak, and learn from the many different voices of our diverse community. Join us from 7 to 8.30 p.m. on the second Thursday of each month for Voices at the Table. This free series features guest speakers from different cultural groups in our community with the aim of building awareness and understanding of different perspectives and experiences. You'll hear from racial and ethnic groups, religious and spiritual groups, LGBTQIA, and other marginalized populations. Voices at the Table is brought to you by the San Marcos Unitarian Universalist Fellowship and meets at First Christian Church, 3105 Ranch Road 12 in San Marcos. Bring your questions and engage in lively dialogue. We'll see you there. That your imagination. And yes, there's lots of ways that you can get involved here in your community, and we try to get that word out to you. But, you know, it is all about being all-inclusive. Yeah, Come back on that next segment, okay? We're going to talk about that. There's a word called equity that we're going to pull up. Hey, just got uh, something in real quick. Uh, we were talking about the fires, folks. Uh, grass fire on uh, uh, 183 down and going into Lockhart uh, near uh, 183 in Colorado Street, uh, stretching from FM 2000. Uh, 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 2001 to Lockhart city limits. Uh, some of the uh, highway is shut down. So just, you know, these things are happening all around folks. So uh, just be aware if you are uh, commuting and heading back down to Lockhart or that, or down to Bastrop, down to that area. Um, one other quick one here for you. We got this just this afternoon, passing along the good news. Uh, San Marcos High School begins historic work with Harvard University. Uh, Nicholas Castillo, uh, thank you for sending this into the newsroom today. Well, at KCSM. And uh, San Marcos High School begins the 2023-2024 uh, school year with a new business research course where students will be the first and only high schoolers in the country to work with the esteemed Harvard case study method. Uh, used for over 100 years by the Masters of Business Administration program, Harvard Business School, case study method takes students through actual cases of businesses which made key decisions that led to the creation or growth of their enterprise. You know, this is, I, I wanted just to take the hats off because, Yes, it's Harvard. Yes, it's business. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm going to like that. All right. But if you've ever really figured out what they do is Harvard goes and takes a, 
a look at the whole business structure. They, they look at the whole place and they take you through this um, process where you are seeing all sides of a business decision and how these case studies happen and how they work through. I mean, it's a lot of the same thing that they do in the military training, okay? It's, you know, this is case studies are very, very good. Um, but here's something that they are doing here at the uh, high school level. Hats off, and uh, hopefully we'll talk some more. I can uh, get someone from the school district to come on the show and talk about that in a few uh, upcoming weeks. But, you know, just passing along the good stuff where we see it. All right, folks, so we're talking about the water or lack of it. I want to kind of give you some ideas. So the way I approach a lot of our stories during the week and uh, with what's happening is that I go and get the data. And I've talked about that before. I'm a data junkie, all right? I like to go and to dig into the numbers because why? The numbers don't necessarily lie. They can be manipulated. But a fact is a fact. Now, how you look at that and what the context is, eh, that's where it gets tricky. But I like to be able to get a statement. I could go out there and say, ah, the city, ah, all these people. But I like to get my data first. So I, I went out and I kind of walked back into some numbers and then I went back and I verified. So I asked the city. So I, I'd, I'd seen something out there. I, I used my BARD AI to, to do some searches and do some things. And actually, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It gave me some good stuff here. Um, city of San Marcos. Each resident uses approximately 80 gallons a month. Okay, you use approximately 80 gallons. Multiply that by 12, you're using about 960 gallons a year. Now, the goal is to reduce it by 10 gallons a day by 2025. That's what the city's trying to get to. It's pretty aggressive. Now, the city gets most of its water from the Guadalupe River Canyon Lake. There are some wells in, in the town. There's still a few. But most of our water rights we have sold off. And uh, we have, we don't use very, we use very, very little water from the Edwards Aquifer. Okay. Um, the water consumption for the city increased 2% per year over a decade. Uh, this was in 2018. All right. And so I said, all right, let's get a, you know, get an idea here. So how many gallons a month, city of San Marcos, do you go through? And they said about 9.6 million gallons a month. Okay. Edwards Aquifer Outflow is about 676 million gallons. 425 million gallons comes out of the springs and 251 million gallons comes out of wells. Okay. So this is where the water from the Edwards Aquifer goes, which we're part of it 
uh, you know, and we get our water from the uh, is is pumped over from Queenie Lake. We get our water is considered from Canyon Lake because it is the uh, uh, Guadalupe River uh, Authority. And so we made this decision many years ago while we got it cheap and to pump it over here. So the city's been doing a a lot over the the past years. All right. So I said, all right, I'm out walking the other night. I'm thinking about the story I'm working on. And I look over up here across from the downtown Target as you're going up uh, on uh, Guadalupe, going up to Texas State. You look over to the left. Here's this beautiful white building up there on a hill with verdant green grass. Folks, it's green. All right. I have never seen anything greener here in town than the grass up on the university. All right. Well, they use reclaimed water. Okay. Let's get into this a minute. So we go and we we start looking at the university. University says they process 20 million gallons of water per month. City of San Marcos is 9.6 million. Let's just call it 10. So the city of San Marcos uses half of the water that the university uses. Even at a high end, 10 million gallons a month, university uses 20 million gallons of water that they process up there. Okay. Out of this, I went back and they did a study where they, the university got a bronze star for water consumption, uh, for saving water. And uh, they went through and they had to give all of this data all right, about what they did. And this was back in 2019, water usage. They used 466 million gallons a year. All right. So, yeah, we're somewhere on there at about that. That's uh, somewhere in that uh, 20 million gallons of water per month. Okay. Then they looked at the weighted campus users. So each user on the campus was using 6,857 gallons annually. Compare that to what I told you that we use here. You know, 960 gallons, right? And so I said, okay, so how many people are we talking about here, folks? So... They did, and they broke this down to even how many were commuting and how many were here on campus and how many, you know, they figured 26,543 people were using the water. All right. So city of San Marcos right now, we've got roughly 65,000 people. All right. So roughly two for one. The city of San Marcos has roughly two times what we've got here on the campus. Now, there may be some crisscross. Some of those people on the campus may be citizens of the city and they can be counted twice. You know, there's lots of things here, okay? But we're just, we're not going to get into the the minutiae. I like a nice simple number here for us. 
So half of the population, but twice the water usage. Okay, so well, they've got water rights. What's that mean? Well, you have rights to wells that they are sitting over. They've got rights to the water in the um, Edwards Aquifer. So they have sold some of that off. They've given those rights away to uh, for some different... Um, Oh, I lost that note. Sorry about that. Uh, the uh, oh, just there was a. Uh, I'll come back across it here in a second. Uh, but there is a. Um, uh, they can give those rights away in exchange for credits. Okay, it's kind of like carbon credits, folks, and this is done with water. And so somebody else gets to use the water. They're not using it. And, uh, okay, that gives them their score and goes up on whatever, you know, we're doing things. You go to the Texas State University website, and they talk about, this is where I, it was almost hilarious to me, is they're talking about uh, these low-flow, uh, installing low-flow faucets and educating everyone about water and all of these things. And, you know, I just got looking at this as like, really, guys, tell me, please, where is some real stuff? And they say, well, we use the potable water. Yeah, not pot, non-potable water. We use the reclaimed water. It's reclaimed is the official word. And that reclaimed water comes out of Spring Lake. Okay. Well, that reclaimed water is what they use for irrigation. That's what they use for landscaping. Okay. So we've got Spring Lake. We've got pipes going in there, pulling this water out, and we're putting it up here on the sprinklers. Meanwhile, the rest of the citizens in San Marcos that use half the water, twice as many people, they have to go and hand water everything. And they are now looking at going into restrictions. And with the possibility of being fined, criminal fines, you know, they're not going to jump at it right off the bat, okay? But, hey, there's some repercussions here. The university's sitting up on the hill on their nice green verdant grass. The county is down the street with their nice new little patch of grass. They both use some water from the city. All right. That water came from the city. The city's hands were tied. A lot like it's tied right now from the legislature, which is pushing that cities do not have rights. Local do not have rights. We don't, folks. I posted about this show, and I posted about that we were going to be talking about this tonight, and I had folks come back at me and say... Here, we need to sign this petition. We need to get the city to be more responsive. 
you know what? In this case, I don't think I'm going after the city. I think the city's doing pretty good. They were straight with me. They gave me lots of good data. I can come back and I can, I can give you the story. It's so a county, uh, they could have done a lot better job, which seems to be a trend that I see with the county. But on the other side of it, they do some really good stuff. They're very good about their emergency preparedness. We talked about that, about getting out the word. And I do, we're trying. University. Guys, you know, you're our, we're a shop town. We're a university town. No one is going to go up against the university. It's a third rail of politics around San Marcos. And is the city going to be able to do it? No. The only ones who can do anything are your representatives and your state senators. And, you know, I don't know how much they're going to make a, make a push on this. Now, we do have, I, I was talking to some folks yesterday, we do have a new uh, change up at the university uh, in the president's office. And there is a, a push and there is a, you know, there's talk. Talk's good. I want to see some action. So what do we do? Do we get the signs and we go up here and protest? You know, I'm really tempted to go and put a sign up there and, and uh, do something out there, put it out on, uh, uh, you know, Snapchat, something. I don't know. You know, because Facebook crowds, old crotchety, you know, although they're the ones that vote. Okay. But, uh, you know, I do, you want to do something. Forming a committee, a subcommittee that the city has. Sorry. I, I, I have to laugh. Because when you really look at what the problem is, it's not the city. It's that other people don't realize we're in the middle of a drought. It's 104, 105, 108 degrees out there. Okay, we've got green grass on the hillside. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is Rob Rourke. I'm your host for We the People every Friday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. And we're going to be coming back at you right after this break. Um, and this is a political commentary show. The views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. Hey, Catch up on the news, catch up on what's going on locally, Daily Record, uh, and our, uh, uh, we are going to have our column, and a lot of people read about the column. Somebody asked me that yesterday when I was over at uh, League of Women Voters, asked me about that uh, column, and uh, I said, well, but do you tune in? Well, yeah, we read the, that, but no, we don't tune in. Uh, so those of you listening, please remind everybody, tune in. Okay, that's the important thing. KZSM.org. Be right back. Balance. Yeah. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. 
Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby With what otherwise would have been his union dues That's what's in the daily news Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, features, sports, and opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcusrecord.com or call 512-392-2458. Set your imagination free. Join local creator Karen Cross for a monthly open studio session at the Price Center from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the second Wednesday of each month. Karen provides a friendly and happy space along with a variety of tips and techniques for creating by yourself or with others. She focuses on recycled materials and art journals. Bring a project and your supplies or just show up and plug in. Open studio sessions are free and open to all. Cash and art supply donations, of course, are always welcome. The Price Center is located downtown at 222 West San Antonio Street. For more information, please call us at 512-392-2900. KZSM.org would like to thank Truth and Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Red Bud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, Reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921. And we're back with you as soon as I hit that button there. And uh, yes, a big thank you. Out to Tooth and Light, uh, Crystals, for underwriting us right now. And uh, come downtown, support the local businesses. Folks, get up early in the morning. Come down here at 9 o'clock. All right. Come on out to the um, farmer's market. Go over there and say hey to Daniel. Ask Daniel how he's doing and how after the fire. Okay, Daniel lost. He didn't lose the house. But it was, he lost some things in that fire. And it's been hard for him recovering. And he is still out here as a local farmer. Okay, providing all sorts of cool food for folks. So just one of the great people that you can meet out here tomorrow morning. Nine o'clock down on the square. Take a look at what I'm talking about, folks. I'm not, you know, and I'm, I'm not hammering the project. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe we should have thought somewhere down the pike when we got in the middle of a drought. And when we started approaching 100 days over 100 degrees. And I think the die had been cast on a lot of it. And I'll give them that. But, yeah. You know, folks need to start thinking about the optics. You don't need people like me to tell you about that, folks. Uh, yeah, we do. 
KZSM.org, We the People. And let's shift here and let's go over. I talked to you all about the budget. And, you know, I dug into the budget a little bit more. I had some people and they were asking kind of my takeaways on the budget. And one of the things that's coming up is that they are trying to get in for us to go out and to spend some bond money. Now, we can actually put out for some bonds as long as you keep them below a certain level. Over that certain level, then you've got to go ask for voter approval. Now, it's on the agenda, but, you know, what are we going to be asking for? Lots of stuff, folks. I'm not going to go into it here. I did ask uh, one of our city council members. I haven't got a response back yet. I guess I could go to the city, but I was more focusing this week on the water issue. So we're going to come bring this up a little bit more next week. But the, you know, here again, I want you to go back to the calendar. Okay, so the budget workshop number three, that was uh, August 15th. That was this last Tuesday, okay? And we had the certified tax roll came in on July 25th. And now we are looking at the maximum proposed tax rate has been set. And we're going to be talking more about this. Because we're going to be having a public hearing on the budget and the tax rate September 5th and 19th. Budget workshop number four, possibly if needed, August 21st. We'll keep our eye on that one. And then budget and tax rate adoption. That's the second reading, okay, is going to be on the 19th. So it's the first reading is the 5th, second reading is the 19th. Be ready to go, folks. You want to sit here and complain about this stuff. You want to sit here and talk about city, what gets done. All right, this is it. This is why you want to get involved. This is your tax dollars. This is what someone else's tax dollars, but this is the money. This is the stuff that the city is supposed to do for you, for your fire, for your police, for your roads. All right? What is the priority? What is it that the city needs to be looking at? And the big thing is that they try to keep a reserve, which is good. We maintain 25% of recurring operating expenses. Use fund balance in excess of 25% for one-time expenses and direct remaining funds to future city hall. So we keep a... Uh, fund balance. Future City Hall, they've got about $2.8 million. Uh, for uh, Future CIP, about another $1.2 million. Okay. And electric. They need to work toward 90 days of recurring operating expenses. Self-sufficient for 90 days. And stormwater, same, same thing. 90 days of recurring operating expenses. Fund balance in excess of thresholds used for one-time expenses. So in other words, there's some goals that they have. They're not going at this crazy. But the big problem is this, that you're, what we're trying to do right now is revenue-wise, we're having trouble. Our expenses 
are outside of the, you know, our expenses are killing us. And, you know, basically the, the takeaways here, inflation, you know, municipal cost index, you know, the inflation has just been hitting them hard, uh, you know, at, at, uh, over the last couple of years. Talked a little bit about this. Population. You know, remember I talked about that. Uh, they say 70,000, 65,000, 70,000. We'll go in there somewhere, okay? Uh, but it's slowing down. So if you don't have more people that we saw the growth in between 2010 and 2015, we saw 15,000 growth. Now, it starts slowing down. Between 2015 and 2010, we only saw a uh, about half of that in growth, about 7,000. Between 2020 and 2025, okay, we're only going to see 4,000. So the growth is slowing down that they see. Now, does that mean that we're going to get spread more then? I don't know. You know, I guess where I'm going at is that if you, does that mean that we're able to do more with less? Got to watch that. If we're not seeing the growth, where is the growth going to come through? Well, a lot of it's going to come in taxes. And we got to be watching at what, you know, we're adding into the budget right now. Because they're trying to catch up with, you know, 10 years ago. But we got to be looking ahead. And we're looking at the expenditures, talked a little bit about that. But generally, it's the general fund, all right? And they are seeing revenues now at about, for the 2023 budget and the 2024, we're seeing revenues of about $100, 000, uh, or $100 million to $111 million. So they're seeing a, an increase between 2023 and 2024. Um, majority of that is still in sales tax, folks. Thank God for the outlet malls and thank God for the students. That's how we're paying for all of this. Because we're bringing in about $41,000 on uh, is what... Uh, and that is up from about 37,000 2022. They're estimating, now they're estimating, you know, that to increase. But the property tax is going up from 20, uh, let's see, is going up from 27 million to $30 million this next year, $3 million in additional property tax. But we're not adding taxes, no. Okay, so what do you say to them when they tell you that? Say, okay, you know, let's go back to the basics of math. So you're telling me that we're not adding that many more people, but yet we're going up in our property tax, but yet you're not charging me any more tax. Well, yes, but the value in your property has gone up. It only matters if I move. Do you want me to move? 
no, we want you to stay here and raise your family, but but we're not going to increase your tax. Okay, do you see where we're going with this? All right, this is the conversation that we let them get us into. So let's go back. Let's keep it simple. Well, let's hit them up on this one on the budget, folks. Let's be down there and, and talk about this. Um, so, yes, what are the cost drivers? This is what I wanted to get to. Personnel. You know, the police. You know, our contract. Oh, remember that meet and confer contract? Remember that one that we had to redo? Well, for somehow or another, that is increasing $734,000, folks. I don't know whether that meet and confer did us any good or not. I don't know. Maybe it was the same. Maybe it was less. I'm going to give that one. I'm not going to go after him on that yet. But, you know, just, hey, that's an increase. Six and a half new positions, three new sworn positions, more police, uh, more fire, uh, um, multi-year public safety, uh, we've got that, cost drivers, general employees, personnel increases, compensation study implementation, hey, you know, we got to pay everybody more, and, you know, they've got uh, uh, wages to go up and everything else, so, yep, we're at $3.1 million there. Three new positions, 11 new positions in FY24. Uh, okay, um, so we've got all of these cost drivers, capital expenses, funding for future city hall. We've got that. We talked about that cash funded capital improvement projects, capital outlay about a million. But um, big thing, we have gone up in our uh, uh, turnover. It looks like a little bit. No, actually doing okay but uh the impact inflation is the big thing and uh other cost drivers uh citywide janitorial services a municipal court lease uh there is going up the counties hitting us up folks current lease is ninety two thousand and budgeting two hundred thousand for new facility oh they're trying to get out of there is the whole deal we're trying to get it out of the county and and get the city back on their own uh so they're not having to go into the county uh in a way i i'm, I'm okay with that um then uh but the big thing that's really what's not in the general fund budget uh new personnel requests uh but the big thing where was that is we've got a problem with uh the money to support our, you know, cleanup and around the area here, okay? And I want to talk a little bit more. Sorry, I just didn't quite give myself enough time tonight on that one, but we're going to come on back. But took a drive coming back in tonight, and folks, we got weeds all over the place. Well, the problem is that we do not have enough money in the budget, to pay Easter Seals, who we contract with, to go out and to uh, get the uh, their costs have gone up, and uh, the uh, you know everybody everything's gone up, and so we just don't have enough money, and we've got weeds growing everywhere, and doesn't look good coming into town when you've got this 
Oh, beautiful. Over by uh, Highway 80 and I-35, we've got this beautiful lit up uh, thing that usually has, uh, uh, you know, welcome to San Marcos, the river and all this beautiful art. And usually we've got homeless folks sitting there with signs, but we've got weeds all over the place over there. So we get these things into place and then we don't take care of them. Oh, we need to, you know, that's, that's the crazy thing. So, folks, go out there, take a look at that budget. Don't let it get by you. We're going to be right back with this. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We the people be right back with you. San Marcos, get ready for the fifth annual Triple Threat Summer of Hell fundraising event. That's right, the Godson of Heavy Metal. This is my fifth time doing this. 18 bands, three venues, raising money for San Marcos True Community Radio. We got online ticket sales going. Three-day festival. Come check us out. August 24th, 25th, 26th. Come on out. We're going to be doing that this next week. And so, uh, folks, come on out and help support us, uh, KZSM and Metal Mark as well. So we're talking about we've been down the water, the budget, and... The budget kind of comes into this whole infrastructure thing, and it kind of all revolves back in, folks, is that uh, we do want to say thank you to the city for getting out. They'd heard about uh, over here in the Wallace subdivision, uh, Barry Pescado. We'd had uh, uh, someone had reached out to us, uh, talked, and uh, they got them in touch with one of the city council members who uh, made some things happen out there at the – it was – the city had just basically forgotten to go back and finish up. They've been trying to get sidewalks in, and the sidewalks had just sat for months. They didn't know what was going on. Got in touch with the city. City came out and got everything finished up. So, hey, thumbs up, city. Good job there. Like that one. Bike Island out on Hunter Road. There was, uh, I'm not going to go through and read the, I, I was lost it somewhere. There's a Facebook post on this one, but go out and check out the city had announced about this island out there and they just got slammed because so many of us had told them when they came in and originally put this project in, this is where you turn right coming down on Hopkins Hunter Road off of Wonder World, right there at the CVS Pharmacy. Y'all have just nearly missed this thing. This is the bike lane uh, one that they put in. And it's not as much the bike lane, it's just this island that they put in that somebody thought was smart. They didn't give it enough room. And so they had to go back and tear it up and put it back and it is now oh 12 inches one more foot you know like i would have just dynamited i think we would have been fine but uh all this expense we're still trying to figure out how much money it cost and you know we talk about these things with the budget they've got a problem with the cip and, uh, you know, with these infrastructure projects, we got problems. Stephanie Reyes needs to get some things under control on this budget. It's obvious. And I'm not calling her, you know, on the carpet on this, but that, yes, she's our city manager. And they've got to get, so we're not just talking about plans we're not talking about committees we're not sitting here we need actions okay we need to start on some of these things that when we're down there we need to be hitting them up about i want answers 
I want answers on the budget. I want answers on where these things are going. I want somebody down here updating us at city council on a regular basis on some of these key issues. All right, we need to be pulling this in. We need to be asking about the water, but we need to be asking the right people about the water. The city, you know, we're, we're adding in personnel. And that's our cost. That's where the cost driver is. Well, we've got a new person called an equity officer. Why don't you go out there and just Google what an equity officer is. And I'll probably talk more about it next week, folks. But we're adding in all of these people, all of these different things. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for support of the blue. I'm all for the support of the, the brown. And uh, Hayes County law enforcement agencies implement Citizens Connect information portal. And this is where we have now... Uh, uh, got this new technology, and this is through the county that the uh, city of Kyle, Buda, uh, San Marcos Police Department, and uh, the uh, uh, Texas State Police in Hayes County are all interconnected. So you can find out something on somebody. You don't have to go to figure out if somebody did something here in this city and where in the county. It's there. That's a, a big database. All the more good. The problem is, is that when the county gets too big, it's when government gets out there and how do you stop them? And I've got some friends of mine over in Del Valley, that uh, those of you that follow me on Facebook uh, saw the post on this. This time last week, they were getting ready to get some food and do some grilling end of the week. They go out on the weekends and sell at the flea markets. And all of a sudden, they got raided. Travis County Sheriff's Office came in. Didn't tell them why they were being detained, but they were detained. They are not being arrested. They were taken downtown. They were separated. They were interrogated. They, were, they weren't even interrogated. They were just separated out. Brought them back. Didn't tell them a thing. They're still missing phones. They're still missing things. They got to try to get them back. They had vehicles. The windows were smashed. What do you do? How do you go up against this? Well, folks, these are my friends. You know, we may not have a lot of money. Okay, I've already got into the Travis County Sheriff's Office a uh, media request. And they're giving me 10 days. I'm going to have to start pushing some levers here. I know that. I didn't get anything. I figured I'd give them a couple days. But I still don't have anything back yet. So we're going to start doing some work here. Everybody's safe. This is rights. Think about this when, you know, we're hearing about all these things that, folks, this could be you. Who's going to be out there to help you? Don't look for the media, you know, unless they're KCSM. But look to your friends. Look to those that are going to stand up. Look to those that are going to be there to ask questions. As we the people, we're here to ask those questions for you every week, folks. KZSM.org, thank you for tuning in. We're going to be back with you next week. Hey, 
Check up on that budget situation, folks, wherever you may be. KZSM. And y'all, have a good night. Stay hydrated. Stay safe out there. Hey, I'm going to be uh, over at Kyle tomorrow for the flea market and then in San Marcos at Wonderworld Cave on uh, Sunday. So stop by. Say hey. And uh, let's talk about what's going on in your neck of the woods.